Mark, let's kick off then, shall we? Um, maybe, Absolutely. Maybe you give me a little recap of um, just running through where you were from age 18 to 30, what you did, and then we'll come back and go through things in more detail. Uh, let's see, from 18 to 30, um, <clears throat> excuse me, was from the years uh, 1979 to 1991. And uh, I was in a, a variety of different places in that period of time. Um, starting off uh, having just graduated from high school in Sacramento, California, Fair Oaks to be specific. And I moved to go to school at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, which is on the Central Coast, about halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles, um, to get my bachelor's of architecture degree. Or at least that's the that's what I told my parents I was going to be doing. Um, sorry, in brief, I uh, took uh, seven years to do a five-year degree because I took some breaks and, and worked to help pay for school. And then <clears throat> once I graduated, I had a burr in my saddle and decided to move to New York. And so I lived, then moved to New York and lived there for a couple, two, three years, and then moved to Princeton, New Jersey, about an hour south of New York for another few years. And then that was right around 91, at which point on my, I believe it was on my 30th birthday, I landed in Paris to go live in Paris. And uh, and we'll stick we'll stick to that because you said uh, you wanted eighteen to thirty. So that's a nutshell. That's good. Of what I did. So out of high school, down to south to uh, Cal Poly. San, San Luis, but yeah, San Luis Obispo. Right. So you were eighteen. Then did you go straight from high school to to college? Yeah. Yeah, I graduated. Uh, yeah, graduated in June, which is, uh, started in, in August, actually, because we did a month uh, early program. So, yeah, started off and uh, and then, yeah, kept going other than, as I say, I took some breaks to work to help pay for school. And why, this was to do architecture. Why did you choose architecture, age 18? I had always been interested in drawing. A lot of my love of drawing came from seeing my brother draw. And I started taking uh, drafting courses in junior high school, and I decided that kind of a, maybe a sophomore year of high school, I think it was freshman or sophomore year of high school, I had a, a drafting instructor who I was convinced I wanted to become a landscape architect because I, I thought that would marry, you know, doing design and also being outdoors. Mm. And he convinced me that I should an architectural degree first because it would be easier to go from architecture to landscape architecture than the other way around. I'm not so sure that's exactly true but anymore, but um, at that point in time, it sounded like very sound logic. And so I shifted uh, gears and, and started focusing on architecture and never looked back. Cool. Wow. So that's, um, so you went in quite enthusiastic you, you weren't daunted by the five years ahead of you at that point you thought this is what I want to do no not at all actually I was I was pretty um, very excited actually to go to uh, architecture school and I had a, a, a family friend who was a mentor who um, I'm still in contact with and he um, 
he was at University of Oregon and he was, you know, telling me kind of about school and he was very enthusiastic. So I was, yeah, I was going in, you know, kind of eternal kind of wide eyed optimist, uh, you know, 18 year old thinking, wow, this is great. I'm living on my own. I'm doing something really interesting. And, um, probably the only thing that tripped me up that first year was calculus. Right. <laughs> right. And I did a face and I did a face plant with that one. So, anyway. <laughs> so let's touch upon you having to take some time out from, from college because, um, I mean, I guess one thing that's a bit more unique to your story compared to some of the other uh, BG parents stories is that, your college would be very expensive. The U.S. education system is so expensive. So, was that the was that the drive to like take a year out or so to to um, deal with the fees? Um, a combination of taking that time off. Well, the combination of needing to take the time off to you know generate some money to pay for the fees, which um, seem laughably small at this point in time, but um, at that point it was you know real money to me and um you know my parents were helping me out but it just they didn't have the means to pay for everything carte blanche um so that in combination with figuring well i can take take a break and i can get some work experience while i'm earning some money to pay for fees and whatnot um so i just thought you know why not do it right and on, at the time you took off, was that part-time work in, in, in the field of architecture or construction? When I was at, at university, I, the, the first couple of times I took time off to work, it was I was working in an architectural firm. Yeah, and I was working as a junior designer, you know, intern slash junior designer, and uh, doing, yeah, just working in an office, you know, like, you know, full-time work, uh, full-time plus Probably. How did you, you how did you get those jobs? How did you find them? I mean, how you know how did you physically get them? Did you write off? To, were they advertised or? Uh, no, I cheated. I uh, <laughs> I somebody that I knew from uh, university uh, had joined a firm down in Southern California, and I called him and said, "Hey, do you guys have any internship uh, internships that I could join?" Well, that's not true, actually. One of one of them. One time, I actually I was applying for jobs, and I got a job with a, a at that point a Canadian architectural group called IBI Group, and uh, it was I worked for them for three months, and then another time, I, the next time I was working for this friend who was working for a firm, and then the next time I took off, he had, by that point he had branched off into his own firm, so I went to work for him directly so I was it was pretty easy because I had these connections um, so I didn't have to really struggle to, to get those jobs luckily and were they they were all in California but I presume because of the nature of California you had to drive to different places did you you had a car yeah yeah I, I was uh, so I graduated when I graduated no my senior year of high school, I'd saved up enough money from from working to buy my my second favorite car, which was uh, I ended up with a 1979 Chevy pickup that was burnt orange, 
<laughs> and uh, I, I love that truck. Um, but uh, yeah, my first my first choice would have been a a burnt orange colored 1956 Chevy pickup with wraparound windows, but I couldn't afford that because those were much more expensive. So I got got the 79, which served me well, served me very well. So I used yeah, I was driving that all through uh, university time. Right, right, and the and the jobs. So, I mean, I guess when you're on at college, you obviously you're just around San Luis Obispo. But for the jobs, were they all were they they weren't in San Luis Obispo? They were somewhere else, up north or down south. Yeah, the when I was working for the firms, they were in in Southern California in Orange County, which right. is um, south of Los Angeles by an hour and a half uh, if there's no traffic which there's always traffic so um yeah i drove down there and i was living living with friends and um i just you know i drive to work and yeah, you had to have a car when you're in southern california you still do when you, you when, have to have a car down there when you say living with friends just out of interest because maybe so they're down in orange county how do you, i mean how are these how do you know these people you come from up north sacramento and you've gone down to some, so, yeah, they're, it, they're a couple of hours well, away. It, it was uh, um, the friend, the, well, the friend from San Luis Obispo who was giving me, the, getting me the jobs um, had a room in the house that he owned, and so I was renting a room from him. Right, right, so, right. Okay. Yeah, so it was easy, okay. relatively easy. Right. And, and then and we were living, you know, with a couple of other couple of other friends uh, from call it from San Luis Obispo. So it was all kind of a, a gang gang of us living all together from uh, school from college. Right. So so college basically took you through to about 1985, 86, I guess. So what, the, the first half of the 80s, were you <laughs> yeah. f- full of enthusiasm for changing the world as a young architect? <laughs> that's that's a requisite for getting into architecture school. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh, it, it was interesting because I fancied myself, you know, much more kind of design interested in design, and you know that that was what I wanted to do. And I, ironically, from this perspective of you know today's world, I had a one one professor who, sorry, two professors who were kind of classic, you know, hair shirt, grill eating, um, you know, uh, you know, green sustainability you know, type architects. And we, we would always, you know, kind of joke about them and, you know, all the students would laugh at them and everything else. And I can still remember to this day, um, thinking about things that we're doing today that they were trying to tell us about back then. And, uh, I, so I'm, I'm a little, uh, Kind of like, well, you know, I should have given them a little bit more respect. Yeah. But they yeah. were, they were, they were smarter and ahead of their time, further ahead than we uh, gave them credit for. Right. So when, so when you graduated, was was the East Coast seen to be where it was all at, or were you, were you, you know, was it just a case of wherever the jobs came up? Um, no, I've, I've, uh, no, I, as as we're approaching graduate graduation you know a lot of people so I took a little bit longer because I'd taken the breaks and so a lot of friends had gone you know down to Los Angeles the Los Angeles area 
because again, San Luis Obispo is kind of halfway between Los Angeles, San Francisco. And so a lot of people went down to Southern California, primarily Los Angeles. And a lot of people then, you know, it's kind of half and half. It was basically a split. Some half went north to San Francisco, half went south to Los Angeles. And because there was no work in San Luis Obispo to speak of. And I kind of was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, what, what do I want to do? And I don't know, I got a, I got a harebrained idea that I wanted to live in a real city. And so I decided that if I'm going to live in a real city, I'm going to live in, you know, a real city. So I decided at that point I was going to move myself to New York and make a go at it and, and, uh, you know, just see what happens. And, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I can always, you know, I could always come back to California. So I moved on spec to New York in January of 87. It was, you know, that first bad idea moving to New York in a bit of middle of winter. Um, but uh, the, uh, and I camped on some friend's floor for, I don't know, I think, I, I think I ended up on their floor for a few months. Um, they're very, they're very good friends still. They put, still put up with me. Um, and uh, so I moved there and, and uh, basically when I got there, I had put my portfolio together and I just started, I had, I didn't know anybody, but I, these friends were architects as well. So they gave me a few names and then I just started pounding the pavement. And um, the first job I ended up at where I stayed for, I don't know, four months. I mean, I think it was, it wasn't that long, but I stayed, stayed there. And I kind of took that one quickly just to start making some money because I didn't have very much money left. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then from there, I kind of met this one single architect who was running a solo shop and started working for him. And uh, then through him, met these Turkish brothers um, and uh, ended up going, going to work for them. Right. right. So. And you... You've- Touched upon you, you know, you staying with friends in New York, um, and you know, and even in the summertime when you were uh, took out and worked down in Orange County, you staying with friends. Um, so the the friend network was from school or from, I mean, uh, high school or from college, because these these are obviously quite important to you. Yeah, um, it was predominantly from university. Um, with the, the network, the kind of the network, yeah, the friends network that I still, you know, have today, aside from the other networks that I've built up in the meantime, including the BG group, of course, but yeah, the kind of a, a lot of it was, uh, and is from, you know, university days and, uh, people, you know, some people who I met from, you know, when we we're kind of the first, first week of university, I still know a number of them. In fact, I work with one of them now. Somebody I met in the, literally the first week of university. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the friends network is super important in a multitude of different ways and on a multitude of different levels. It's you know, it's not only the benefits of you know maybe making a business contact, but social contact. But you know, it's just there, there's it's immeasurable the the wealth that comes from a you know a strong friends network. Yeah. In my humble in my humble opinion. Yeah, very true. Very true. So how long were you in New York then? 
I was working in New York longer than I actually lived in New York because one of the benef- one of the few benefits that came from working for this one man band was it was I met somebody there and she and I started dating and we were dating for quite a while and so at a certain point I moved from New York to Princeton, New Jersey, where she had started a PhD program. And so I ended up moving down there, which originally it was meant to be temporary. And and, uh, and then I ended up just staying down there. So, and I was commuting into New York um, for, uh, for a year, I think, thereabouts. And then um, got a job, interviewed, had heard through friends that Michael Graves was interviewing people and I had to be convinced to even submit my CV because I thought, why, why would Michael Graves be at all interested in somebody from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, who, which he's probably never heard of because he was a big rock star architect at that point. Hmm. And um, so I ended up uh, interviewing and uh, I got pretty much immediately called back for a second interview um, with, with Michael. And um, interviewed with him and, and was offered a job at that point. So, you know, on the spot. So I quit my job in New York because I was miserable commuting on the train, didn't, didn't enjoy commuting on the train. And so then I could actually walk to work from where we were living. So What was this? This is like 1991? You joined Michael Graves? It was like 89. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 89. I worked there for a couple of years. And then um, we, my girlfriend and I um, split up. Yeah, we, had, we had had plans to move to Berlin anyway, so I was originally planning on leaving. But then we split up, and so then I moved into a different place, obviously. And then at that point, that's where, when I, I had for several years decided that I wanted to move to Europe and work to experience living in Europe. And so I decided, well, I'm not gonna let a little thing like breaking up stop me. And so I decided instead of moving to Berlin, I decided I wanted to, I'd give Paris a try. And so then I started focusing on moving to Paris and uh, attempted to learn some French beforehand, which was laughable. And then uh, we, uh, and then I, uh, I actually made plans with uh, one of my work buddies and he and I were going to quit Michael Graves' office and both move to Paris and work as architects. And uh, he bailed on me at the last minute, and I just thought, well, forget it, I'm still going. So I went and, you know, at, at that point. So so you had a good um, four years, New York and, um, and further south in New Jersey, Princeton, uh, on the yeah. East Coast. And... How often did you get back home to see mum and dad and, and and your brother? Scott was over in the West Coast, or where was he? Yeah, he was at that point mostly, well, when was at university, he was more so, he was in San Luis Obispo for a little while, and then he moved down to Southern California. I mean, when I moved to the East Coast, I was probably back, Two or three times a year, I'd you know I'd come back for Christmas and I'd come back uh, in the summer at least, and then um, you know occasionally I was back for another occasion, but um, pro- probably mostly you know probably on average 
twice, maybe three times a year. How is it though? How is your attitude towards work in these years later later on of your you know your latter part of your twenties? So covering both New York and the Michael Graves time in Princeton. Um, compared to you know your enthusiasm, and you know as you, you know, referred to you know the enthusiasm as a young architect when you started studying, did you were you still full of enthusiasm to change the world? Yeah, I think I was. I would say I would say yeah. You know, there's obviously I think it ebbed and flowed, but I generally speaking kind of had this idea that the ability to craft the built environment which I probably didn't say it quite like that back in those days, but, you know, the ability to, to create spaces that people used and enjoyed was, uh, you know, a real blessing. You know, the, the ability to have the opportunity to do that was a, a real, a real gift, uh, you know, a real, you know, something that was, I was very appreciative of having that opportunity. Right. Right. And this, and in that, attitude in relation to family was that did you see yourself as a as a continuation of uh a, a carry yeah uh, yeah of your parents feelings yeah. or something or, or... honestly not I, I guess i would say not as a continuation of necessarily um but probably more so i thought i saw i had a massive respect for the core values that my parents instilled in my brother and I, brother and me, pardon me. Um, but, you know, wanted to live a different life than, than they lived necessarily. Right, right. So, so, but were so they, they were supportive of everything you were doing? You felt they were there for you? Oh, yeah. Without question, I mean, I'm, you know, they they complained because when I first moved, when I first told them I was going to move to New York, I, they, their reaction was, "Oh, that's so far away," and um, little did they know. Um, I, but I said, "Well, you know, I'm probably only going to go for a year or two, and I'm going to, you know, I'm sure I'll end up coming back, and you know, I'll be much closer and everything else." And little little did they know, or little did I know, for that matter, that it, I wouldn't really get back to California for. You know, seventeen plus years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, then, and then, presumably, when you came to your time where you decided to start your European adventure, they must have been mm -hmm. even more concerned of you you going further away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Damn it, man! <laughs> what are you doing? That's not the way you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be coming back, not going that way." <laughs> So that was but that, they were none, nonetheless still supportive. That's good. So that well, and having their having their support would have been important because so, because that sounds like that was kind of a that was a big well, it's kind of now or never kind of step because you split up from your girlfriend and you decided you wanted to scratch his itch, so to speak. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah. 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 No, that's a spot on assessment. Yeah, I just thought if I don't do it now, you know, I probably won't do it. And so, I yeah, it was it was kind of, and it was kind of uh, with an idea that I might try to go to graduate school, but um, and you know, so I wanted that breadth of experience as well. Um, but 
the graduate school never happened. So, but it was still still a fantastic experience. But I mean, you know, the the BT families are are exceptional. Kind of the the larger context of you know a lot of people don't have quite the you know breadth of experience that uh, a lot of the BG kids have had in being in a lot of different places and so you know for me having been a kid growing up in suburban California my entire life you know going to New York was a big thing and you know let alone going to Paris and and then subsequently going to Hong Kong so yeah I was I was kind of the people were people that I knew from high school and my family and and family friends were thinking well okay there he goes again right right and, pre- <laughs> and presumably you got you managed to save a little bit of cash I mean we both know that architecture is not the, the highest paid profession but you managed to save some cash for you to make this for you to make this leap as well uh, not really no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was doing it on a wing and a prayer so yeah no I didn't have I didn't have very much money um, at all really but um, yeah I just I but I decided, you know, even still, if I don't do it now, I'm, you know, and, and I thought, you know, the worst, because I had the support of my family, I thought the worst case was going to be, I'd move there, I'd make a go of it. If it didn't work, I'd have to call my parents, collect and beg, borrow and steal the money to get a plane ticket back. And, and then I, you know, fly back to San Francisco and, you know, try again. But um, luckily it worked. Right. Wow. Wow. Well, I think that's a good point to finish. Thank you. That's a very optimistic kind of like, yeah, make a go of life. Um, yeah. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that was that was good and, and succinct enough. Yeah. No, that was very good. That was very good indeed. Thank you.